Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome here to another episode of your Uncommon Real Estate with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Uh, today we got special guests on with us, Mr. Dave Knight to talk referrals. I don't know about you, but I love referrals. And uh, so definitely looking forward to today. Chris, why don't you give a further introduction of uh, Kevin here and let's jump into today. Cool. Well, here's the funny thing. So everybody on this call uh, came from a the same former career. All of us were all in ministry at one point in time doing uh, like pastoral ministry. And so we're talking today about basically the second iteration of that is relationships. Your um yeah, just just how how do we get referrals? Like, what is the best scripting and dialogue from those referrals to continue to do that? And you know, for all of us, I mean, literally, um, as you know, folks all that were in ministry here, um, this was just the business that we dealt in relationships with people, with our friends, and uh, people we've been been around forever. So I'm looking forward to hearing um, how Dave works this. I know that's uh, the main pillar of his business. And uh, yeah, excited to hear how he does this and kills it there. So Dave, tell us about yourself. Tell us what you were doing before, what caused that transition, what you're doing now, basically the makeup of your team, where you're located and uh, all that. And then let's dive in. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me here. Um, so yeah, before real estate, I, I worked in a church. So I worked in downtown Los Angeles and moved here actually from a little farm town in Southern Illinois. So a uh, big change culturally for me when I moved to Los Angeles, and it was a lot different. Uh, worked in a church and went to graduate school, had uh, or seminary, and had done an MDiv degree. Graduated with that, and I met somebody in in the uh, in seminary that really challenged my thinking. And he, my background was business in high school. I had started a boat dealership, a, a nautique dealership, um, mowed lawns, and was just involved wait, in business. Wait, wait. You had a ski nautique dealership? Ski nautique. So I, I uh, ended up working with the founding family of, of Crack Craft, which makes ski nautiques. And uh, oh we. I love nautiques. I, we, got a, we got a lake house. And I'll tell you, bro, like, yeah, I, I served, I was on staff with an organization called Young Life, and all of the boats they had were all in nautiques, the air nautiques, the ski, yeah, anything there. So I, uh, you know, when I was in college, I, went up to Saranac Lake up in Saranac, drove their, uh, drove those, the Nautiques all summer. Well, the whole month I was there and I am in love with those boats. They are awesome. So fun. It's, it's, it's a blast. So we used to, we used them at a camp up in Northern Michigan and we, I taught water skiing and wakeboarding up there and uh, just great boats and a great family. The Maloon family were a great, they were a great model for me. Uh, their family had started Correct Craft. And they taught me a lot about sales and they taught me a lot about caring for the customers and, and work ethic. And so I, I learned a lot from them. So it was a great experience. Great company. Wow. That's great awesome. Company. That's awesome. Sorry, I interrupted you because uh, you said one of the keywords that makes me get excited. <laughs> <laughs> one of the keywords, like it's a pretty expanded uh, word list there, Chris. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> 
so graduating and working in the church, there were, I just got challenged to uh, uh, start to helping people outside of the church environment, but just in the, in the business world. And so I actually had a pastor uh, tell me he'd give me a salary for a year to branch off and get into real estate because we didn't have any money at that time. And so he literally gave me, it was like $2,800. It wasn't a lot, but his, his full salary, he was, um, he was doing a church plant and basically funded me to start into real estate for a year. And we couldn't have done it if it weren't for him. And to this day, he's still the person that I call when I have challenges. I have so much respect for him and, and he is a great counselor and advisor and um, just a, a great leader. So that's how, that's how I branched off into real estate. That was 2007. So I was getting into real estate and I felt like I was running into a burning building. Everybody's racing out. Uh, and I was, I was diving in. So thankfully I was, I was used to my financial thermostat was pretty low. So I was used to making 22, $25,000 a year. So in real estate, when I made my first deal and got $8,000, it was a, it was a great month. That's awesome. So tell us what, what did your team look like last year? How many deals did you do? And can you tell us like kind of the breakdown? Where did they come from? So we did 85 units and that was 92 million in volume. And so we're just over a million dollar price point. And it was uh, we're, we're each year over the last three years, we've been about 75 to 90% by referral. Okay, very cool. And what is your breakdown by sell? Uh, we were about 60% uh, list side, 40% buy side last year. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know you said that uh, referral is kind of your main, um, your, your main piece there, pillar. Can you give us like a playbook? How, how do you, how are you kind of building that out? Like what is, what is the playbook? If you were to, well, how about this? If I were a brand new agent starting on your team, what would you, how would you coach me up? So the first thing we do is uh, have you look at our script book and we've got a 30, 60, 90 day process where you've got benchmarks for memorizing the different scripts so that you can talk to your sphere so that you can go knock on a door so that you can cold call someone. Uh, once you've developed those scripts and you're starting to put them into practice, we're going to have you do your sphere and gear and we're going to have you put 100, 200, 500 people that you know, know you like you trust you. If you grew up here, you're going to have more, hopefully. If you didn't, it may take you a little bit more time to build, but we're going to have you put that sphere and gear together, and we're going to have you call and use a new the new career script, saying, hey, Chris, this is Dave. Just wanted to let you know I'm really excited. I just started a new career in real estate and wanted to check in with you, and then we'll use the mayor, the uh, Brian Buffini mayor campaign script. If you had a friend or family member that was looking to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate, do you have a top real estate agent that would you would use? great. Would you mind if I followed up with you and kept in contact with you and earned the opportunity to be the one that you trust? Great. And then it's just the, our, our, we say the fortune is in the follow-up. Somebody taught me that. And so once we get them into the database, our goal throughout the year, our general structure is to be event-based. So if we, when we call someone, we're, we're offering value in some way, or we're inviting to an event. Yeah. So our, our last event, one of our referral partners that's in commercial real estate just opened up an ice cream shop. And so 
we marketed to all of our database and just said, hey, ice cream on us at this time. We supported his business. We gave him exposure. We had 209 people show up for a free ice cream cone. So we got all those contacts. We had uh, about four people at that event say, hey, we're looking to buy or we're looking to sell. And it costs us $600. Dang, that's awesome. so we're always looking to to make our contacts about uh, about events. So my brother-in-law is, is uh, was trained has been trained by Buffini for about 12 years, and he taught me the travel agency model, which is uh, a 30-40-30 uh, model of it's it's only 40% the, is actually the event. There's more before the event and after the event. So 30% is actually the excitement of getting ready for the trip. 40% the tr- actual trip, and then 30% the memories, the pictures, and the reflections on the trip. So we use that model to prepare, like, when we're calling about the event, we're building up the excitement about the event, then we have the event, and then after the event, we'll uh, follow up with handwritten notes and phone calls. Yeah, I found that, uh, <clears throat> you know, early on, it was pretty easy because I could call and just be like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm getting into real estate. It re- really mean a lot to me if you wouldn't mind keeping me in mind, you know, so similar to the mayor thing. But then after I've called everybody two or three times, like, what am I going to say? I just sound like I'm asking for things. And I don't want to be the guy that's always taking withdrawals from that relational bank. I want to be giving in that, that relational bank. And so I didn't know what to do. And yeah, I, I think it was from the whole Buffini model was that whole idea of you know, having four events a year. And now we, we also layer on top of that is investor events um, because there's so many people that look to invest in real estate now. But the calls to get them to come to those events are awesome. But it's interesting what you're saying. I, I don't know that we've done anything after the events. Um, so can you break that down? Can, can you share one of the events that you did and tell us like what it was after the event that, uh, that you guys were doing? Yeah, so if we still use this ice cream example, so the, somebody on the team creates a spreadsheet or a Google sheet with everybody's name that came, and then we all go through and highlight with our own color, like who's following up with that person so that we make certain that everybody gets a, a handwritten note, a voicemail, or some type of communication just after, after the event. Thanks for coming. We just had, we had a great time seeing you. It's good to hear about your new job opportunity. Congrats on that. We'll look forward to seeing you at the next one. That is powerful. I really, really, really like that. So you guaranteed you get each event, you're getting three solid touches or, or more. Yeah. I've never, I have never done that as far as the, uh, as far as the end, the after the event. And that's something that's going to go on my list right now. (laughs) So very cool. So, how do you typically uh, have your agents uh, make up their database? Like what is, what is the way that like you're starting fresh and they're, they're going to start calling through with the mayor campaign. Um, what is the, what does it typically look like? So you want your guys to any agent that comes on, they're going to call through with, you know, just say, you know, kind of the mayor script. Um, what, who are they calling? How do, how do you teach them? How do you coach them to build their database? So any, anybody that they know. So they're going to, 
they're going to put on that list anybody that they know that knows them, likes them, trusts them. So, so that list is going to be short if it's somebody that's just moved to the area. LA is very transient. So for me, when I started, that list was very short and it was filled with high schoolers that, uh, that didn't have money to buy houses. Uh, so then they're working off of our nurtures. So we have a database full of nurtures and that's anybody that said that they're going to be looking to buy or sell in, within two years. So we have about 2,000, 3,000 nurtures. And then we have futures as well as what we tag them. Those are people that are going to sell in two or more years that have at least mentioned it. So whether it's from open house leads, whether it's from cold calling around just listed, just solds, open houses, they get dumped in the database. So it allows for our newer agents to get practice on people that are pretty simple follow-ups because they've got what we call fodder, where if I call you, Chris, and I, I'm a new agent and I'm following up with you, I can look in the database and say that, okay, you grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, you moved here, and we extracted that information at the open house. So I can call you and say, hey, Chris, uh, wanted to follow up with you. We met you at the open house. That's a yes state. That's a yes statement. Um, you said you were from St. Louis. And so you were getting into agreement with you. You said you're from St. Louis. You had gone to Wash U Law School and you had moved out here for a new job. And so I was just wanting to follow up with you because you had mentioned that when you have had this job for a while, you were going to be looking to buy eventually. So where are you at in that process? So we've got we're allowed to, or with the data and the information we have on you, those are good nurture follow-up calls for people to make because they already know the answers to the test. They can build rapport with you just by saying yes statements and um, pacing you and then asking you a leading question. So I'll ask one more question and I'll let Jeff jump in because I know I'm asking a bunch of stuff. I'm just kind of curious, LA, obviously you said it's transient, people are in or out. I mean, I think of all the waiters that are writing screenplays and everything like that. What is the, what is it like there? Like just the makeup, how is your city different? Cause I know it's obviously a different city than, um, than like an average city as far as, you know, people coming in trying to make it big. Um, but also, I mean, here in the DC area, we get lots of people coming in politically trying to make it you know, in that world, um, which some people just call DC ugly Hollywood. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, but what, uh, what is it like in your city and how does that work out with it being so transient, um, for your agents? Well, it's, uh, I think it just, my observation is it takes time to build that database because a lot of affordability as far as age-wise goes at, most people that are starting to really look at buying houses are 35 plus so it, it's it's tougher younger people and so there's a lot of um and with so many people come in here for a short period of time like in the weather but it's hard to develop roots like we're in the midwest it was a lot easier to develop deep relationships just because there was, you know, not as much transition, people, there's a lot more stability, people work, work the same job for 40 years. Um, and so I, my observations are, are just that it's, it's just can take time to build up enough contacts to, to really grow the, 
the business. So that's one thing that we've struggled with is nationwide looking at how long should it take an agent to get into production. And some people will say, oh, three months, like they should be doing five deals a month. Well, here in our so Southern California mastermind, uh, we, we, we've tossed around that, that question. Some teams are saying it takes two, two years to really develop that traction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So Jeff, I know I've been asking all the questions. You have uh, a couple questions for Dave. Well, I, I mean, first I'm like, just kind of, uh, I'm impressed and, um, you know, a, a little blown away by the level of, uh, of, attention and, and intentionality behind some of the follow-up um, to keep the level of notes to, to be able to, to, to fall back maybe a, a year later and say, Hey, you know, last time we spoke, you were kind of in this position. Uh, how are things going? It, it just, it, it, you know, to me as a, as a, you know, as a dad on the sideline, watching my kid play soccer, you know, and I, I meet you, you're an agent, we're having casual conversation and then, you know, you follow up with me based on some of that conversation and you remember it, it just really kind of, uh, you know, I'm just imagining to myself how, how striking that would be to, you know, just, just your, uh, your ability, your listening skills. Right. Um, and, and not just that, but your organizational skills as well. So I, I think that that would really help stand apart. Um, now is that something that, that you guys teach, train and, and pay attention to, or is that something like, how is that developed? Because I, I'm just guessing that most people don't walk in with that level of, um, organization, listening skills and intentionality. I'm not good at many things, but that's something that I've, I've really, I, I learned a lot from my parents and I've, I've developed that pretty well. So most of the rest of the business beyond that, I stink at. So I've had to leverage the, uh, the help. But that's one thing that I, I thankfully had great parents that that's, they're great listeners. And I mean, my mom's in Southern Illinois and she went to a birthday party in St. Louis the other day and she got me a referral for here in LA just by asking questions and getting oh, wow. to know the person. So <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that that's, that's been my sweet spot. I had to leverage the rest. So even like the whole administrative side and the execution and, um, the uh, integration I've had to hire. So that's, that's one thing that, that I realized pretty early on was what, what am I good at and what am I not good at? And the list of what I'm good at is very short. So I've just, I've, one of the things that Gary Keller taught is to, you know, figure out that one thing, lead generation and keep hitting that nail over and over and over. Um, and so taking that advice, I, I just did that. And then my coach had recommended a book called rocket fuel. And so I read rocket fuel and the uh, basic idea was, is that a lot of people that start a company or start a real estate business are vis visionaries and they need an integrator. They're not usually both. Very rarely are they both. And I ended up being a 90% visionary and 10% integrator. And so learning to think big, one of my, my coach had helped me think and ask the question, who do I know in the world that could be my integrator? Not how can I afford somebody to be an integrator or 
who, who can come into a small salary and do this. So I started thinking without limitations and I, I went through my whole Facebook account and everybody that I knew in the world pretty much is on that account or at least their spouse or their friend was. So I looked at each person and said, who do I know that I, is connected to that person? And I went through 3000 people asking who would be a great integrator. And I thought of three people, one in China, one in Illinois, and then one here in LA. And I called them all and I ended up hiring one and he was actually in charge of the stealth bomber. So he oversaw the billion dollar budget for the stealth, which was hilarious because rocket fuel, I mean, he was literally overseeing a billion dollar budget with 50 people working for him. And he was wanting transition in life because he was tired of commuting two hours a day to the, to the stealth project. And so he, two years ago, started running the team. And so he, a lot of our success comes from him now hiring and building the organization and building the systems and everything. And it allows for me to just focus on relationships and building those relationships. Um, I trust him like a brother and he and I had actually served on a, on a church board about 15 years ago. That's when we had first met. And so we knew each other well, we knew we worked to, together well, we played basketball together. Um, and so having that trust to allow him to run everything and then just me be able to hone in on relationship building and, and spending time with our A plus clients and teaching our team to do that has been really helpful. That's awesome. Well, I know we need to wrap up as we're approaching the top of the hour. I got uh, two questions for you. Well, you already said a book, but how about give us another book? Can't say MREA because I know that's Millionaire Real Estate Agent. I know that's what lots of people go to. It's almost like cheating. So, um, Which, so by the okay. way, Chris, I did put the Rocket Fuel book in the chat box and in the Facebook uh, group as well. So anybody wanting to, to get a link to that, you can go there. Boom. And if you're listening on the podcast, feel free. And you haven't joined the Uncommon Real Estate Facebook group, make sure you jump in there. Um, yeah. So you can find that on the wall. All right. And uh, yeah. So Dave, two things. One is uh, what's a great book. And then two is if somebody has a referral, I'm assuming you like referrals, uh, like I'm just guessing, you know, um, if somebody had a referral, somebody you want to send out to LA, how could they get in touch with you? Or they just want to follow up and uh, they like your vibe and just say, man, I'd love to learn more from Dave. How could people get in touch with you? Yeah. So as far as getting in touch with me, Facebook, you can connect with me on Facebook, Dave Knight. Uh, that is a good way to connect with me. Um, as far as book goes and what we're talking about, I love the book, The Go-Giver. So if you don't want to call people and feel like you're uh, inconveniencing them or just asking, 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 follow The Go-Giver approach. It's a great book about learning how to just come from contribution. How can I help you? How can I serve you? And just doing things for people and letting the referrals come from doing, not asking. Love that. Love that. All right, Jack, why don't you take us home? Awesome. Hey, friends, this concludes another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Dave, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for being here with us today. Uh, for everybody else, we'll be back again this Thursday, same time, same place. Until then, continue crushing it. We'll talk soon. Bye. Oh, <laughs>
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 